good weekend wrap up. Wrap up, yes. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> good, happy Sunday. Happy Father's Day to all your fathers out there. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth. Is that today or that was yesterday? That was yesterday, I know. Happy I belated, belated Juneteenth. Juneteenth. <laughs> um, to all you single moms out there that uh, think that you deserve to celebrate Father's Day too, I'm sorry. You don't get to. Sorry. Uh, we, we made the decision. Yes. The, the voters have spoken and... Um, this is all about the fathers. Yeah. So, sorry. Just, just don't celebrate. Yeah. Just just go back to bed. Do do a couple shots <laughs> and uh, and yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm just talking shit because I yes. can because it's my show. <laughs> but happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy Father's Day, Bill. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's interesting being a father on Father's Day. It's like the one day that uh that you're supposed to get like pampered and stuff and then yeah. all all fathers really want is to cook their own food on Father's right. Day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz when I when know. the wife is like, "I'm going to cook you a wonderful dinner." It's like, "Uh, for Father's Day, just let me cook my own steak." Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. That's what uh so my my wife's got VBS this week mm-hmm. starting tonight. And she that's what she told me. She's like, "Sorry we won't be around, but uh that's our gift to you, peace and quiet." You're like, "Perfect." I'm like, you know, that's I good. Like it. I'm good. It's my favorite gift. So I I had a delicious steak today. You That's had good. did you have steak yesterday? Did you uh, say no no no? We went out to eat for lunch. So oh, okay. we went to a good uh, place. I had a steak sandwich. Okay, that's right. At, for lunch, yeah, that was really good. Was it a good steak? It was good. Gotta have steak on Father's Day. If you're, I agree. If you're a father, you're celebrating Father's Day, and you're not eating a steak. You're really a mother. Happy Mother's <laughs> Day to you. <laughs> I had sent a post to my father-in-law because I had my in-laws over. Yeah, uh, for Father's Day. And I made him a steak, and I had a steak, and then he, w- <laughs> I was bitching about that uh, that it was raining, and he was like, you know, if you had a pellet smoker, you wouldn't have this problem, a pellet cooker. Well, then after he left, I found this meme that popped up on Facebook that, and I, I sent it straight to him. It was like, um, it was a Zima bottle, and it said, if if you're a if you're a father that. Um, is celebrating with a pellet smoker today. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I think I posted that originally. <laughs> yeah, I sent it to my father-in-law. He's like, thanks. <laughs> so yeah. how's everybody doing out there? It is another weekend. It's another yeah. fun-filled week. It's kind of been a, a slower week in the news, which yeah. has kind of been nice. It has been. But, I mean, there's not all this crazy shit going on. Right. But there is stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, and summer's just flying by. It, it is. It's already I'm middle like, of June. shit. Next weekend hell? I go on vacation, and then I come back. It's 4th of July, and it's like, that's like midway point You're for summer. You're depressing me. Stop. I know. Sorry. Stop depressing Sorry. me. Sorry. Enjoy your summer while it's here. It has been a nice, yeah, warm, been... hot summer. Nice pool weather. Yeah, beach weather. I haven't gotten as much as I have. If you call... What we have here in Iowa Beach, yeah. You always say, "Hey, I'm going to the beach." I'm like, I know. What are I, you? I don't like saying that because I know it, it's not the beach, but it's going, what Iowa has. I'm going to a dirty sandy it's, patch yeah. on a dirty lake. <laughs> I'm going to the lake. Maybe yeah. I should just say I'm going to the you lake. You should say that. I'm going to the lake. Yeah, there you go. I'm no longer going to the beach. We are going to get into some of the latest, greatest news stories of the week. Um, it seems like uh, a lot of people are flying close to the fire this week, like yeah. taking on people right. that they. Sh- I'm not saying they shouldn't, but yeah. maybe they're getting in over their heads yeah. a little bit. Someone's um, got to do it, though. Yeah, I mean, you you got to do it. But it always makes you wonder when it's certain people flying close to the flame. It's like, what's really your right. agenda here? Yeah. Why are you taking on these b- people? Like, we always say we're skeptical of the government and stuff. And it's yeah. just like, when even when things are 
We we got called out from another guy. Remember on our AMA, he called mm-hmm. us out. He's like, even if they did something you liked, you probably wouldn't trust it. And it's like, you know, yeah, you're you're you're, you're, you're right. right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So it makes you wonder why are you why are you taking on these giants yeah, now? Right. And even seeing the, the media take people on, yeah, you're, you're asked. It's like, okay, what what's your what's your angle? Yeah, like what was that that John Stewart video? Oh that yeah, yeah, played yeah, where John yeah. Stewart was calling out the Wuhan stuff. He's right. saying all the stuff that Trump got called a racist for right. by yeah. saying, it's called the Wuhan COVID-19 yeah. virus. Obviously it came from, where else would it have come from? And it's just like, well, they were calling Trump racist for calling it the right. China virus. Yeah. So it makes me wonder, like I watched that, I was like, oh, great. Good yeah. on him for calling this shit out. And then the more t- I watched it like three or four times, the more yeah. times I watched it, I'm just like, What's their angle here? Yeah. It, right. Like, what? I, I wonder why they're allowing this right. to be released yeah. now. And who is the guy who's on? Who, uh, Stephen Colbert. Colbert's show. Well, and, and I watched the extended clip, and, and through the whole thing, Colbert is trying to argue with him yeah, but about I, it. And he's like, no, but that but that's where they have bats. And John Stewart's like, I, I lived in Texas. They have, like, yeah, bats there, and there's that. no. But uh, it makes it almost seemed, the more you watch it, it seemed like even Colbert's responses were scripted. Hmm. Like, his arguments were scripted. It's just like, yeah, like I think we had mentioned a few weeks ago that they're really focusing hyper focusing on the China thing because it's such an open thing now. Right. It's like you can't deny it, but they're still like, ad- like moving the focus from the people like Fauci and stuff yeah, that right. had direct hand into it and pushing it now on China. Right. And blame like don't look over here on right. what we had to do with it, yeah. but look at China and how I, bad I they still are. don't think it's going to go anywhere. Oh, it won't. China Absolutely won't let anybody in to investigate, and no, it's just going to no. Die and off. that's that's why you can. Uh, that's why you can um, push the blame on right. them because it's not like we're going to be able to do anywhere. anything about right. it, and nobody here will get fired for it. Right. They even said, "Yeah." So, before we get into this week's news, we obviously have to mention our um, the official coffee of the Break the Bell co- podcast, which is Run Your Mouth Coffee. Supporters of free speech, supporters of delicious coffee, which yes. two of my favorite things: free speech and delicious coffee. And it should be yours as well and if you don't drink coffee. Founding fathers died for. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they had the Boston Tea Party because they're like, we don't want fucking tea. <laughs> we want a coffee. We want a coffee. Why are you shipping all this goddamn tea over here? So they threw all the tea in the and the so the ocean and bring said, "Bring the coffee." Yeah, if you if you want to come back, you better yeah. be bringing coffee next time. And the yeah. British were like, "We don't have coffee," and we're like, "All right, we're going to war, motherfuckers." This has been a break the bell history moment. <laughs> We need to do a, a, a bonus segment of uh, Break the Bell Moments in History. We rewrite history the way it should be rewritten. Right. Yeah. Run right. your mouth coffee. Delicious coffee shipped straight to your door. Fresh roasted coffee. I, I did find out they had um, whole bean and ground. So, oh, really? So if you don't have a grinder, they oh, will okay. send you ground. If you do like fresh ground coffee, they, you can get whole bean coffee. Yeah. They even have like a subscription program where you can get it just recurring each month and oh, it's actually cool. cheaper i think yeah. i can't remember how it was much like cheaper. my gentleman's club i was doing yeah not 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 like the strip no, club but no, no i mean you do they, work they didn't a... come to my house <laughs> but <laughs> um, yeah you sign up <laughs> on a monthly thing you save a few bucks per yeah per pound of coffee but then you don't have to worry about remembering to order each month it just yeah. is a which is nice thing. yeah yeah i mean who wants to remember that every yeah. single month and, so. and you had showed me because we were all like mm, tastes like freedom mm-hmm. someone stole that Oh, yeah. It was like a beer shirt that I'd seen, a Fourth of July beer shirt, and it said, Tastes Like Freedom. I was like, that's bullshit. It is. RYMCoffee.com. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you tell them we sent you with the promo code, BREAKTHEBILL, all one word, to get 
10% off your first order, plus free shipping. We like cheaper things, and so do we that. Want you to have cheaper things. What's that? And we want yeah. them not, to have cheaper things. Not cheaper things. quality, but no, cheaper, no, no. cheaper price. price. Yeah, like, definitely not quality. Delicious quality with a with a cheaper price tag. Tell yeah. them we sent you. It tastes you. even better. Yeah. RYMcoffee.com. Make sure you check them out. I'm going to try to get my earbuds back together because they fell apart again. Oh. So that's that. Yes. Get your coffee. Get your freedom. RYMcoffee.com. Right now. <laughs> yep. Let's let's get into this week's news, Bill. Let's do it. You ready? Yes. So, first thing in the news, you uh, you had brought this to my attention, and this is freaking perfect. Yeah. This is how governments should run. Yeah. More things would get done in the government if government was ran like this. And Absolutely. I, I think that the people should push for this more. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, in the great state of Texas, Greg Abbott, which is the governor of Texas, decided to defund the Texas legislature... Mm-hmm. After Democrats staged a walkout and block to block re reelection for or block election reforms, yeah. So let's let's take a look at this because this sounds something that I I would support this absolutely. Fully. Yeah, I mean they're not doing their job, right? They cut their funds off exactly. <laughs> Be like, okay, you want to walk out? You're done. What happens when a union walks out of a job? Right, they don't get paid. They don't get paid. What right. happens if we walk out of a job? We don't get paid. We don't get paid. Well, maybe we might be able to swing that. We, at a we probably rate. could we pull could it get off. Paid. <laughs> <laughs> but we shouldn't. <laughs> so, so this is from the DailyWire.com. It says Texas Governor Greg Abbott vetoed funding for the state legislature on Friday, carrying out the threat he made last month after de- Democrats staged a walkout to block legislation. <clears throat> Democrats in Texas House walked off the floor of the House chamber last month breaking quorum, and stopping Republicans from passing election reforms. I mean, that that's just the equivalent of a child-throwing fit. It is, yeah. Like, right. the, I mean, we elect officials, whether it's state or federal or city, they vote on things, and if one side wins, right. it becomes yeah. and, a and, thing. And if you don't like the argument, present your own argument and try to sway yeah. their opinions, right? Be like, well, you know, this will cost this. We don't have money for that. Da, da, da. Right. But present an argument. Don't just walk it. out right. so it can't be yeah, passed. Be so like, like, you know what? You know how we can't pass it? How yeah. you won't pass this? We're out, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> now what you going to do? Yeah. Well, you're not getting paid. Says, um, breaking quorum and stopping Republicans from passing election reforms, as well as a bail reform legislation that Abbott in particular wanted, according to the Texas Tribune. After the walkout, Abbott vowed to defund the legislative branch for abandoning their responsibilities. Good. Yeah, good Good. Good riddance. Texans don't run from a legislative fight, and they don't walk away from unfinished business, Abbott said in a statement on Friday. Funding should not be provided for those who quit their job early, leaving their state with unfinished business and exposing taxpayers to higher costs for an additional legislative session. I therefore object to and disapprove of these appropriations. Good for him. Right. Abbott vetoed Article 10 of the state budget approved by the legislature Friday. Article 10 not only funds lawmakers' salaries, but also the salaries of staff and maintenance workers, and it funds legislative agencies such as the Legislative Reference Library. Abbott's veto of Article 10 is unprecedented, according to the Legislative Reference Library. Similarly, the Democrats' walkout in May to stop legislation that was otherwise primed to pass is a move that has rarely been done in Texas politics. goes on to say, Texas State Representative Chris Turner, who chairs the Democratic Caucus in the House, 
said that Abbott's actions may be unconstitutional and said he plans to take Abbott's administration to court over it. It's like, <laughs> go back and do your fucking job and you'll yeah, get right. your money. Exactly. I think it should be that way. Absolutely. I think you are, you're there to get things done. Yeah. You are spending taxpayer money by being there. I agree with him. Like, yeah. if you're going to walk off your job and not do your job, yeah. As a taxpayer, I, I fully agree that my, right. my government should not get paid if they are um, abusing time, if they are not getting shit done. Right. They don't. They shouldn't get paid. Right. I mean, they take that paid. to the federal level. How oh, much? absolutely. They get paid, what, like 250000 yeah. a year or something? Yeah, I mean, most of them are millionaires like now. Yeah, and so, and they get so little shit done. Oh, so, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't pay them. Yeah. They should be on like a performance based absolutely income. right right like yeah. you want to do your job you yeah. get higher pay yeah says uh, Texas has a governor not a dictator or an emperor the tyrannical veto of the legislature <laughs> tyrannical I mean they just throw that word at anything they anymore yeah. tyrannical veto of the legislative branch is the latest indication that Governor Greg Abbott is simply out of control <laughs> oh how about this. You want to say that we have a governor, which is like the lead of a democratic situation, a democratic state, mm -hmm. then do the democratic process and go through with the votes instead yeah. of just stage a walkout when you right. when you don't get what you want. Yeah, exactly. That's just how it works. Yeah. I mean, if it was the flip side and the Democrats were getting what they wanted and the Republicans were walking out, I'd say the exactly. same damn thing. Absolutely. Like, you don't want to do your job? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, says, let's be clear. Vetoing the legislative branch will cause direct harm to Texans. He there continued. There it is. Oh yeah, oh, you guys are at harm here. <laughs> our constituent services are the lifeblood of our public service. Something Abbott should try learning about. <laughs> By placing a termination date on the employment of all legislative staff, the governor is cutting off services to millions of Texans. Threatening. I mean the. Yeah the direct people like the constituents of them we should get paid to do our job because this will affect you personally yeah do you remember when uh was they stopped uh uh they the republicans wouldn't vote on funding for the government for uh when obama was president oh yeah and they closed down the parks you know, and yeah. and uh and we're just like good they like good. blocked a view of mount rushmore and they're like you, sorry you can't <laughs> yes. look at this we've sorry. talked about it a couple yes. times yeah. so ridiculous <laughs> Our caucus is exploring every option, including immediate legal options to fight back against Abbott's abuse of power. Abbott has called for legislators to join a special session of the state legislature to work on passing Abbott's legislative priorities. I expect legislators to have worked out their differences prior to arriving back at the Capitol so they can hit the ground running <laughs> to pass legislation related to these emergency items and other priority legislation. He said in a statement last month, during the special session, we will continue to advance policies that put the people of Texas first. So it keeps going on and on and on. It says, this session was, we passed legislation to secure the border, support our police, expand Second Amendment rights, defend religious liberty, and protect life. So a lot of contested, I'm sure. Right. Things uh, the Democrats there. probably would not push. Yeah, yeah, and that and like the voter laws mm -hmm. or reforms and all all that stuff. I'm yeah. sure they weren't weren't happy with any of right. them. But yeah. I'm sorry, that's just how it works when one side has control. Right, exactly. Their side gets and a lot of laws As the Republicans passed. about the federal <laughs> side now, yeah, they're not liking a lot of things getting passed. Yeah, so do a better job putting Democrats in the in the house. Yeah, right. So, what do you think? You like it? I do like it. Like yeah. I said, I. 
I'm for it on uh, across the board. Every state, sure. uh, every, I mean, federal level. I mean, absolutely. Oh, you remember that school board where yes. the, yeah. the, the, the school board members walked out and then people just decided, hey, we're the new school yeah, board. Right. You're screwed. That's how it should be. It's like yep. the people should be around and they should be like, look, you don't want to do your job. Yeah. I don't think... I, I I think it should be an easier process to just push people out. Yeah, if right. they're not doing their job, from governor to state legislatures or yeah. school board members, whatever. It's yeah. like you don't want to do your job, right? We don't. Yeah, trust you to legislate us anymore. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. we don't want to pay you anymore. Goodbye. Yeah. So You're, don't waste our time. Don't waste our money. Right. <laughs> you do enough of that already. So you think he's? <clears throat> you think uh, this guy? You think he's going to continue to hold his position in Texas because he stepped Abbott? on a lot of toes? Oh yeah, in the last no, I, I'm year sure so. that they're giving him a nice Texas send up right now. Yeah, yeah, because uh, again, this is things the you know I mean, Texas is primarily a red state. Mm-hmm. It has been forever. Right. Even though you got a lot of Californians moving in, you still got a lot of Texans there. They're going to support these. And if they see Democratic legislators walking off, mm-hmm. they're not going to want them to get paid. Right. And you can spin it about, oh, well, the guy who mows the lawn is not going to get paid. Right. Well, well we can make new legislature, legislation to make right. sure they get paid. And yeah, you right. Don't. We, right. We exactly. can pass. Yeah. Have emergency spending legislation yeah. to make sure they get paid and you don't. Yeah. Don't worry. There are ways to make that work. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. It's like when um, the <clears throat> the federal government shut down, like, mm-hmm. like you were talking about. They passed emergency legislation to make sure the military continued right. to get paid. It's possible to do yeah, without... Like, you don't have to threaten everybody because you're not getting paid because there are ways around that. We yeah. can make sure they get paid and you yeah. don't. And, I mean, Abbott and, uh, was it, Santis? DeSantis? DeSantis in Florida. Out of Florida. I mean, these guys have been making headlines for the last year. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of the rising stars in the Republican Party. Do you think they're both going to run for president? I think... I think they're they're looking for that, and, yeah. and also uh, Rand Paul, I think might yeah. might push again. He's making a lot more noise than he did any time that he's ever yeah. ran for president, right. and um, I think there's a potential that he's putting his shoe back in, yeah. and he's he's kind of the outlier in the whole COVID yeah. thing, and um, I think he'll have more Republican support than he ever Absolutely. has in the past and, because and of that should. noise. Like you said, you know, he when he ran last time, he was too quiet. He didn't make enough waves. And I didn't really pay attention to him mm-hmm. until it was the the caucus, and he got up and spoke, and I'm like, "Where's this guy been the yeah, whole time?" Right? Because so. I would I would have voted for this guy. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I think I would probably throw my shoe in for a Rand Paul run, depending yeah. on like his stances on certain things. I haven't I haven't dug too deeply into him, but the, all the things he's saying um, right. make more sense than anybody else who usually the Republican Party throws up there. Right. So. So let's move on. Continue talking about people stepping on people's toes. Yes. Talking about them screwing with the people's money and pissing them off. So apparently there's a new chairman, chairwoman of the FTC. Does that yes. mean she's at the top or is there like several chair people? Do you know? I, I think she's the, the head like she's of the, head the chair honcho? people. Yeah. She's the head honcho now. Yes. She's 32 years old. Yeah. My voice young. just cracked. Like I noticed a, that. Like a You're really year old. excited like that. I know. She's 32 years old, is now at the top of the FTC. Yeah. And she wants to break up big tech companies. Yeah, that's She's going crazy. after big, big tech, like Amazon and, and um, 
Facebook and yeah. and the likes and Google and it, it's it's kind of bizarre that the direction she's going with yeah. this because didn't didn't Donald Trump want to break them up? Yeah, there was some there was some uh, antitrust cases against them and yeah, you know they I'm sure he, that was all his political gain. Oh, I'm sure, absolutely. Well, and I mean, how often were they slamming him? So right. this was a, a strike back at them. Yeah. So this is from BBC. It says Lena Lena Khan, the 32 year old, taking on big tech. And I, again, I think she's playing with fire here. Yeah, I mean, right. Good on her for because I agree with all the things that she's saying, but mm-hmm. it's also one of those things that's just like, well, what's the agenda here? Right. So right. yeah, says the role is hugely powerful. One. It says on on Tuesday, 32 year old Lena Khan was sworn in as chair of the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. The role is a hugely powerful one, which protects consumers from bad business practices and companies from unfair competition. And when it comes to unfair competition, there is one sector that has been singled out by Democrats and Republicans alike, big tech. Worryingly for technology giants, Ms. Khan has been one of their most vocal critics. Ms. Khan was born in the UK and moved to the US as a child. In an interview with BBC in January, she talked about how she started getting interested in competition law as policy researcher after graduating. What became clear is there had been a systemic trend across the U.S. Markets had come to be controlled by a very small number of companies. Yes, that's typical across the board. Right. Like the food the industry time. we talked about was ran by like five companies. Right. Tech giants own yeah. like what the media, even like the media. Oh, yeah. At the top of all these media companies, there's yeah. like three Right. Three companies that control yeah, all the media. It's ridiculous. It says, uh, gradually her focus began to shift to, to competition, uh, or rather a perceived lack of competition in Silicon Valley. Her general criticism is that big, ke- big tech is simply too big. That's why it's called big tech. That a handful of large U.S. tech firms dominate the sector at the expense of competition. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Some of her Democrat colleagues have even suggested that Facebook and Google be split up. Facebook could be broken off from Instagram, for example, or YouTube cleaved away from Google. The comparison she uses is from the late 19th century when a handful of companies or trusts owned a key part of the infrastructure of the U.S., such as the railroads. Antitrust legislation was passed to try to prevent companies from holding monopoly power. However, critics like Ms. Con- critics like Ms. Khan say current laws aren't fit for the competition challenges of today. These firms essentially provide infrastructure to the digital age she told the BBC in her previous interview. A small group of private executives are setting the rules of who gets to use the infrastructure and on what terms. What I do see here is more government regulation. I, I was just thinking that. That's coming out of this because they're, we, we talked about in the, the whole mm-hmm. tech, um, the whole episode this last week, the cyber polygon right. episode. That they kept focusing on, hey, these are ran by private companies. These are private companies, and we need to break them up, which sounds like government regulation to mm-hmm. me. So, I mean, there is, there is like going the direction that looks good, but for bad yeah. agendas, never goes well for me yeah. either. I, I could see this being the next uh, push for uh, what was the the big thing that uh, Obama net neutrality. Mm-hmm. I could see this being like the next big uh, push to try to get some kind of net neutrality going. Yeah, where it's like all regulated by the mm-hmm. government. Yeah. Says in 2017, Ms. Khan wrote a paper called Amazon's Antitrust Paradox for the Yale Law Journal. It argued that traditional antitrust focus on price was inadequate to identify potential harms done by Amazon. 
So it, it's interesting. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but what, from what I got out of it, I'm going to ra- explain really fast, is it's hard to go after them because back in the day, the whole Monopoly thing, like you could price gouge people right. because of, like you controlled the whole market. So you, instead of the free market where they drive prices down, they could set the prices wherever they want. Right. But with Amazon, it's different because Amazon's prices are always lower than everybody right. else's. So it, it's completely opposite. Mm-hmm. But they're using their giant, like, he, giant industry to be able to, like, really undercut all the small businesses and drive them out of it. So they're mm-hmm. using that to their advantage to drive out the small right. businesses or, or the competition by completely undercutting them. Mm-hmm. And so she's saying it's not the same as monopolies then, so it gets a little shadier because right. we can't focus on, like, the price thing right. because they're doing the opposite to yep. drive out the competition. Yeah. So it says, even when services are good for consumers, they can hurt a whole set of other interests, be it workers, business formation, be it democracy at large. So she's saying Amazon's a threat to democracy at large. Which I agree. Tremendous news. It says, Ms. Khan's appointment has been hailed by antitrust campaigners, and in particular by Democrats. Elizabeth Warren, who supported breaking up big tech in 2020 presidential campaign. See, that worries me. Yeah, I don't ever want to agree with Elizabeth Warren. No, when you got her on your side, that's yeah. that's when I'm like, eh, yeah, what's the real right. agenda here? Exactly. She described the appointment as tremendous news, mm. and in the FTC, Miss Khan now has teeth to back up her ideas. She had gone from legal activist and academic to holding perhaps the most powerful consumer protection job in the war- in the country. The commission is already in the process of suing Facebook for illegally maintaining its. Uh, personal social media monopoly through a years-long course of anti-competitive com- com- conduct. It's also investigating Amazon. Says, <clears throat> worryingly for big tech, too, a number of bipartisan bills have also been put forward in Congress to rein in the power of big tech. That there are Democrats and Republicans who support antitrust action makes her position more powerful. Her appointment is the clearest sign, yet that President Biden means business when it comes to clipping the wings of companies like Amazon and Apple. I mean, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, we want the we hate Amazon. Right. We hate Facebook. We think they're uh, monopolies. But right. when it comes to government organizations right. going after them. Hey, and here's the thing. They... They pushed for Biden, right? Mm-hmm. They they typically push for Democrats, right? Oh, Elizabeth yeah. Warren is a hero to them. They would not be doing that if this was going to be damaging to them. Right. So I mean, there's something in this that they're going to gain yes. somehow. And that's why they're that's why they're okay with this. Yeah. I mean I, I, I don't is, see the angle yet, but Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. I don't see what direction they're going right. yet. But like you said, they they were the ones that were controlling the the flow of information right. in the election to make sure fake news, fake news didn't get out there. Right. Like we read that we did that whole episode mm-hmm. on the game plan, yeah. and Which, one of them was partnering with, right? Like, uh, who's the the Twitter guy? I can't think of his name. Yeah, I, I can't. Remember. And then Mark Zuckerberg, right. they, they partnered they were, up. They with were them. in the, on it. Yeah, they, they went to dinner with them. Yeah, I mean they they were on the ground floor of this thing, so they. Again, there's something here that they're going to benefit from, and I don't see it yet. I, I don't either, but I don't think it's going to be as no. shiny and positive right. as we think. Yeah. Do I want these companies broke down? Absolutely. Right. But do I th- want the government 
doing it going that direction when we can't decipher what angle they're they're taking from here i mean we know that looking at all these like build back better type policies they talked about flow of information happened to combat fake news and all all these yeah. different agendas all come like one of their main um like yeah. directions yeah is combating the fake news right. and combating misinformation yeah. so that means government having more a little bit more hand in this stuff yeah i i, I have a conspiracy theory prediction i'm going to oh. make uh, my prediction is that uh, you know next is it next month? Yes. Uh, Jeff Bezos flies into space. He's flying into space. Yeah, he he's Ooh. he's directly flying in space. I was not aware of yes, that. Yes, <laughs> my prediction is that his rocket is going to blow up, killing him. But he's not really going to be dead. I didn't even know he was going up there. But yes, you think Bezos is going to going to die? I, I I think he quote is, unquote die, or yes. they'll bring him back as. Terminator Bezos, like an AI version of, of Jeff Bezos. He'll just be the man behind the curtain. Yeah, uh, he's going to be just uh, the Jarvis from uh, um, Iron Man. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Just yeah. gonna be like, He'll be an AI. Yeah. I, I can see that. So, yeah. So I don't know. We got interesting things. I, I, I feel like if she's actually taking on these giants, these tech giants, she's not going to last. No, I don't think so. And I... Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I think I would like to say she's in over her head, but being directly appointed by the administration, right? She's being set up for something. She's being something propped big. up for something. At yeah, thirty two. Yeah, yeah. She's being propped up for something really big yeah. here, and I, I, it's scary. It's scary to look at here. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw it, I'm just like, oh shit, she's uh, she's gonna be offed by the tech giants. But then, on the other hand, like you said, it's like. These tech giants have to have something to gain out of this. Unless it's, well, unless it's like the unions where they propped up Biden and then he went and squashed the unions. Right. Yeah. A lot of the pipeline right. union yeah. jobs. But, but but again, we know that the union guy, again, was in on mm-hmm. the whole big plan. So getting he's getting something out of it. Right. The unions are getting something out of it in the long run. Yep. Supposedly. Not the workers, the head of them. <laughs> let's, let's continue to move. Let's push. Um... This one I found interesting. Victoria's Secret is rebranding. Yes. <laughs> Which they are they are positioning themselves as the company of female empowerment now. They've jumped on yeah. that bandwagon. Yes. Think about that. A company that has objectified women for how many years? Oh, forever. I mean, they yeah. have parties. Where right. they objectify they're, they're, women. They have TV shows, TV specials where they objectify the, the women. The Victoria Angels are are on tonight, and they're supporting yeah. their thing. And yep. And and, and although I, I am a fan of Victoria's Secret's product, I I've never been a big fan of. Uh, Is it comfortable? Do you enjoy how it feels? Yeah, I under- do. You know, it <laughs> it's very breathable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm wearing something that no. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, but um, I, I, you know, the the to me the 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 angels that they've had on there have always been uh, you know a little uh, I don't know not it's not my cup of tea you uh, know a just, little on the fake side yeah way fake <laughs> yeah, way fake right. but but I'm not a big supportive of the way they're going either though so yeah again think about. Company has objectified women for years. Right. 
The owner is directly connected to Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Directly connected. He, I mean, he is like at like business partners almost. Right. right? That's right. I remember that. Jeffrey Epstein was his like financial consultant pretty yes, much. He was I like his that. main client was mm-hmm. the, the owner of Victoria's Secret. So now he's rebranding as female empowerment. Right. Right. Let's see where this goes, Bill. So this is from The Guardian. It says, Victoria's Secret feminist rebrand is as fl- flimsy as a polyester thong. <laughs> Which is also flammable. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. The lingerie giant is jumping on the female empowerment bandwagon. Call me cynical, but this feels desperate. It does. It really does. It is desperate. I mean, they're a failing business. I mean, it's retail. It's right. a retail giant that yeah. um, is probably failing to the likes of Amazon. Well, and and, and like there's that. not one in our area. I mean, no, you got to drive, down. what, 20, 25 minutes to get to I one? I don't keep track of where the closest yeah. Victoria's Secrets are. That, well, that's where I get my stuff. So, Victoria's new secret. She's a hashtag girl boss now. That's the secret. Great. Looks like someone is getting a makeover. After a hellish few years that saw a sales slump, criticism mount, and a Jeffrey Epstein scandal, Victoria's Secret has decided it's time for a drastic rebrand. It might be a little late for you. A little bit. It seems, like she said, pretty desperate. The lingerie behemoth is jumping on the female empowerment bandwagon and has pledged to become the world's leading advocate for women. Yep. Yep, the leading advocate for women, women from the most ob- leading objectifier of women. Yes, <laughs> it'd be like the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue coming out. Or, for or women empowerment. <laughs> Playboy Mansion right? coming there out. There you go. <laughs> yeah, says I don't know about fellow females, but for one, I am humbled to the core that a failing underwear brand is finally going to take <laughs> on such important <laughs> advocacy work. <laughs> so, how exactly is Victoria's Secret going to become the world's leading advocate for women? Well, it has started off by shunting a bunch of women to the side and replacing them with others. So all their angels are, are being gone. shunned now. More relevant women. Goodbye, Victoria's Secret angels. Hello, VS Collective. I don't Victoria's Secret Collective. Oh, gotcha. The company has replaced its scantily clad and dizzyingly proportionate proportionated models with seven ambassadors, which it describes as accomplished women who share a common passion to drive positive change. These include U.S. soccer player Megan Rapino, transgender model Valentino Sampaio, and Ugh. model in South Sudanese refugee Adut Akek. Okay. Interesting, like, collection yeah, there. Right. That's why they call it the collective. Yes. No offense to the talented women in the VS Collective. I don't blame any of them for picking up a paycheck, but this rebrand feels as flimsy as a polyester thong, she says again. <laughs> As a number of people have observed, Victoria's Secret hasn't expanded its limited size range yet. Its marketed officer says it's leaning into larger sizes, and they will happen eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Call me cynical, but it also seems that the company's new direction is born out of desperation and a need to cleanse itself of its links to Epstein rather than any sort of genuine embrace of inclusivity. Its recognition that the world has changed drastically over the last couple decades also comes at a, also comes laughably late. Better late than never, of course. While I don't buy Victoria's Secret rebrand, it's also good to see major companies move towards more inclusive advertising. And to be fair, Victoria's Secret has promised to match its new marketing with new management. Its revamp board will consist of seven directors, six of whom will be women. Whether these women will be tokens or actually have meaningful say in the direction of the company is yet to be seen, of course. <laughs> Ultimately, though, 
Do you know what the best thing about the rebrand is? The fact that Megan Rapino is a new face of the brand is driving some right-wing men completely berserk. Right-wing podcast host Jesse Kelly, for example, had a Twitter meltdown about Rapino's hire and opined, nobody likes feminists. Nobody. Even other feminists hate feminists. <laughs> That's they're, true. They're the least appealing people on the planet. Sorry, Kelly, but multinational brands beg to differ. Says, anyway, I really hope Kelly and his pal pals do what conservatives do best and organize a completely bonkers boycott. I would love to see the right burning bras in order to stick it to feminism. <laughs> uh, this, this, it says, the World Health Organization would, would like all women of a childbearing age to back away from booze. I don't know what this has anything to do oh this must be multiple articles oh here. gotcha multiple gotcha, feminist gotcha. articles so excellent that's interesting though that is anyway what do you think i think it's pandering it is pandering i think every major corporation like this that takes this like social justice stance mm -hmm. is only doing so to line their pockets yeah, with more it, money. It's the same thing when the celebrity comes out and be like, you know, um, this is really hard for me, but I, I, I think I'm bi. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's them trying to <laughs> <laughs> dig into the a demographic to get mm -hmm. support, to, to be trendy, what whatnot. Well, it's, like, it's like when Nike picked up Colin Kaepernick. Do you really think yeah. they supported the right to kneel or oh, free speech or social justice? No. When they got they they got child children labor? in China uh, yeah, like right? Put, gluing their shoes together with their yeah. tiny hands. They don't give a shit right. about child labor. They don't yeah. give a shit about social justice. No. They give a shit about making money. Exactly. And the new seller is social justice. The new yeah. seller is inclusivity. Yeah. They don't care about female empowerment. They just want you to think they do. So then you're like, yeah. oh, they support my cause. I'm going to go support them and buy their shit. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. So it, it's just, I mean, it is... Literally, a studied scientific market trend. Yeah, that's what it is. They that they is. read the data. Yep. yep, and they and they shifted yeah. towards that data, and they're yep. like, "Oh, other companies yeah. are doing this and seeing progress. Yep. We need to do we this." We got we got this young generation coming up out of high school, out of college, and and they're looking for woke shit. So let's give them woke shit so they'll yep. buy our shit. I mean, again, I don't support Victoria's Secret. No, I don't think anything about the company it has ever been a positive thing i mean no. yes they have sexy lingerie right but yeah. the the owner of it seems like a scumbag the whole right. company seems like a shady like history said, their money has been made off of objectifying women yeah and so now all of a sudden they're like oh we just had a change of oh yeah. we've been doing this wrong all along yeah oh people don't want object we're gonna be more inclusive and empowering to yeah. women now right off of a company that did the exact opposite for what fifty plus years? I yeah. don't know how long right. they've been around. Right. I mean, and it's like I, I'm okay with having strong women as role models. Mm. Yeah. You know, and and even in Victoria's Secrets. But when you're doing it just to pander, I mean, you're just I mean, aren't you exploiting just as much as you were before? Oh, just a absolutely. different side of it. Yeah. You're so, you're exploiting now the social justice side of right. it, you're exploiting this this thing that people care about now. Yeah. That's all you're doing is yeah. exploiting it for money. Um, yeah, I, I fully support ha being more inclusive in your modeling and being more um, having more females at the top 
like right. having a say in what females get, right. get to wear. So you know, yeah. I, but but um, the very fact that they're not moving to expand to bigger sizes just shows you how little yet. they care. Not yet. I'm sorry. They're still discussing it. No, so maybe these women on the board will help move them in that direction. Yeah, because you know, I can't even think of the guy's name, but you know, he's sitting there. He's like. Do we really want to include ugly people just yet? <laughs> right. I mean, I've made my my billions off of hot women. Right. Are we ready to have ugly women? <laughs> I mean, that yeah. sounds shallow, but you well, know that's what he's thinking. But then someone told me a while ago, this is couple, quite a few years ago, that Victoria's Secret, Secrets did not hire men to work at their stores. Really? Yeah. That's, they had applied and they were told that, I'm sorry, we don't we do not do men. It's it's or, like Hooters. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Hooters oh, is empowering oh, to women. God. Hooters is empowering to women. I don't go to Hooters, but man, could you imagine going to sit there and and a guy comes up and dress? Can I, I take watched, your order? <laughs> I watched recently. I've been watching reruns of King of the Hill on Hulu. Yeah, and Dale wants to like have a a sexism lawsuit, so he goes and applies at basically their version of Hooters. It's called something else, so they don't mm. get sued. And the Guy's like, so you have no waiter experience? He's like, nope. He's like, and you are, you never um, held this kind of position. Nope. And you're a man. He's like, do you have a problem with that? And so he he gave his cards away, and the guy's like, no, you're hired. And he's like, <laughs> what? And so he, he got hired, and he had to wear like the tight shorts. That's awesome. Stuff. <laughs> so yeah, just like I said, that's like Hooters deciding. You know, we want to be more empowering to women. Yeah, it's it's like Hooters trying to market as a family restaurant, like they've right. been doing for yeah. x amount of years. It's yeah. just like, no, you you've made your killing off of objectifying women for this many years. You don't get to decide now. We're going to be an empowering company, yeah. right? For right. money. I mean, if maybe you should come out and apologize for all the shit that you pulled and like give a bunch of money away to like uh women's advocacy groups mm-hmm. or something if, if that's really your goal mm-hmm. you would give like a bunch a bunch of um reparations <laughs> to yeah. the women that you've um objectified and yeah. made money off for so many years yeah. <laughs> let's move on that's giving me a headache <laughs> it makes my my brain hurt speaking of speaking of making my brain hurt <laughs> We haven't heard a story talking about, I mean, we talk about playing too close to the fire. Right. We haven't heard a story of a good Clinton suicide in I know. a while. It's they, been a been while. Quiet. It has. It has been really quiet. But apparently one just popped up. That's awesome. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to not be the conspiracy theorist yeah. when so many people around the Clintons just commit suicide yeah. all the time. And, and usually it's two to the back of the head. Either <laughs> either A, she is killing, or she is having people kill them, or oh, yeah. B, it's so shitty to work around her that you just want to <laughs> die. <laughs> Those are the only two options. Yeah. yeah. So police are investigating the suicide of the reporter who broke the Clinton tarmac story. Do you remember that story? I do, yeah. That was... Uh, I can't even remember the story now. It was it was, it was uh, like a meeting between Loretta Bill. Lynch. It was Bill Clinton meeting Loretta Lynch. Oh, that's right. Match. That's right. Um, this will probably get into it more because I can't remember the exact details and I don't want to butcher it, so yeah. I'm going to read it. Okay. So this is from the Daily Wire. There's her wonderful face. Oh, we missed her face. Oh, it's been a while. Such a loving couple. Oh yes. 
Law enforcement officials in Alabama are investigating apparent suicide by the reporter who broke the bombshell story in 2016 that former President Bill Clinton secretly met with then-Attorney General Loretta Lynch on a Phoenix tarmac in the run-up to the presidential election while his wife, then-candidate Hillary Clinton— I thought it said my dyslexia kicked in. I thought it said then-wife Hillary <laughs> candidate. No, it's his wife, then— I was like, really? They got a divorce? <laughs> Didn't even know that. Then-candidate Hillary Clinton was under federal criminal investigation. So, oh, yeah, it was during the email scandal. Right, that's right, yeah. Yep. So he met with Loretta Lynch, the attorney general at the time, um, and the story broke that yeah. and thought there were some shady dealings going on with the attorney general trying to cover shit up. Well, the reporter that broke that story all of a sudden has killed himself. Yes. I mean, they did wait a long time to off him. They did, yeah. Make sure right. people kind of forgot about forgot him. about a little yeah. bit. At 8.13 a.m. Saturday, the Hoover 911 Center received a call of a person down at a residence on Scott Trace. Hoover police and fire personnel arrived to find the 45-year-old Christopher Sign dead, um, AL.com reported. Hoover Police Lieutenant Keith Chekleba, Chesklaba, that's a weird name, said the death is being investigated as a suicide. Of course it is. Of course. Sign, who played football at the University of Alabama, moved to a local ABC news station in Alabama in 2017 after working at a news station in Phoenix. The News Post reported, while there, Sign broke the major 2016 presidential campaign news that Bill Clinton met with Lynch on the tarmac of Phoenix Sky Harbor Airport. Can you imagine just hanging out at the airport yeah, and all right. of a sudden you look out the window and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Is that Bill Clinton? Oh, and Loretta and Lynch? Loretta Holy Lynch? shit. <laughs> it's like... I'm, my career just blew up. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> or my head just blew up. <laughs> One of the two. Like you said, speaking of headache. Says, um, while the then AG was investigating the use of a private, private email server by Hillary Clinton, the former president's wife and Democratic presidential candidate at the time. Sign went on to write a book about the encounter titled Secret on the Tarmac. I want to read that book. I do too. When was that? Did that just come out this year? <laughs> yeah, right. Sign told Fox News last year that he knew something had occurred that was a bit unusual on the tarmac. It was a planned meeting, Sign said. It was not a coincidence. And the fact that it was out there, like where not a lot of right. public is going to be exposed to that. Yeah, on a tarmac. On a tarmac, unless you happen to glance out the window of your plane or something right. and you saw it. <laughs> the book details everything that they don't want you to know and everything that they... They think you forgot, but Bill Clinton was on that plane for 20 minutes, and it wasn't just about golf, grandkids, and Brexit. There's so much that doesn't add up. He then sat and waited in his car with the motorcade. Her air stairs came down. Most of her staff gets off, and then he gets on. As the Secret Service and FBI are figuring out, how in the world are we supposed to handle this? What are we supposed to do? So obviously this guy's speculating, but right. what from what he sees... All her people get off the plane. He sits there waiting. All her people get off, and he goes on the plane. Right. For and he looks shady. <clears throat> yeah, especially at that time. Unless he's getting she's... a Mo- uh, Lewinsky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could be. But she's the lead investigator of the right. email scandals. Yeah. So, I mean, so there's major some conflict, conflict of interest here from like one of the former most powerful people in the world. Right. Sign, who said that he received death threats over his reporting, said that the story isn't about right or left, Republican or Democrat. It's about right or wrong in journalism. My family received significant death threats shortly after breaking the story, he said. 
Credit cards were hacked. You know, my children who have code words, we have secret code words, and they know what to do. So that's the end of that story. There's not much really doesn't being say said. how he died. It no, just says it just says suicide. As far as it, huh. it's being investigated as suicide. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, look up when his book came out. Um, the, the book was it? called Secret on the Tarmac. So, I mean, like I said, if it came out just last year, maybe that explains why they waited to off him so late because he finally just released this this memoir or whatever it's called. So. Um, again, the whole book's obviously speculative, yeah. but it looks shady as 2019. shit. 2019. Okay, so it's been a couple of years now. Yeah. But interesting story. That You know, that book just shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, again, another Clinton-related yeah. suicide yeah. is bizarre to me. I mean, maybe the guy got so many death threats that finally he just lost his shit. Or maybe something came out about him. Who knows what's going on around it. But the fact that it's a another person yeah. around the Clintons. the Clintons that killed themselves. That I mean, it's just yeah. their body count has has got to be huge. I don't even remember uh, the body count now. But I I need to go back and look into it. And we should talk about the Clinton body count sometime. Yeah. No, I know it's insane. We got to keep going though. We still got quite a few things to talk about. Speaking of insane. Do you remember the insane worst than worst thing that's happened to democracy since World War II? Yes. Or no, since the Civil War. Yes, the the horrible January 6th that that just re- wrecked the country. Yeah. Some weird stuff's coming out about that. Like already conspiracy theories are piling up. And this one I I don't know what to think about this. But I'm going to read it and let see what you okay. think about it. So there's speculation that FBI operatives were likely unindicted co-conspirators and organizers of the Capitol riot. So they're thinking FBI operatives were part of this. Right. Like okay. helped organize I, it. I can see that. Helped carry it out. And they have reason to think this based on this article. This okay. is from Zero Hedge. It says, Tucker Carlson dropped several bombshells on his show Tuesday night. And I don't know how much I t- trust Tucker yeah, Carlson. Yeah, and Fox News, you know. Yeah. Chief among them was from a Revolver News report that the FBI was likely involved in an organizing the January 6th Capitol insurrection, it says in quotes. Okay. And were similarly involved in the kidnapping plot against the G- Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. I didn't. I missed that part. I did, too says, why is the Biden administration pretending or preventing us from knowing? Why is the administration still hiding more than 10,000 hours of surveillance tapes from the Capitol on January 6th? I didn't know that either. I didn't even think about that. What could possibly be the reason for that? Even as they call for more openness, they could release those tapes today, but they're not. Why? Carlson notes that Revolver News has dissected court filings surrounding the Capitol riot, suggests that unindicted co-conspirators conspirators in the case are likely to have been federal operatives. Hmm. So this is the Revolver an original report from Revolver News. It says, we at Revolver News have noticed a pattern from our now months-long investigation into 1-6, and in particular from our meticulous study of the charging documents related to those indicted. In many cases, the unindicted co-conspirators appear to be much more aggressive and egregious participants in the very so-called conspiracy serving as the basis for charging those indict those indicted. So it's saying the unindicted 
co-conspirator. Right. I can't say that word. Co-conspirators. I knew what you're going for. Were the more aggressive ones in planning it and carrying it out. That makes sense. And the the indicted ones, or the the unindicted ones, they used as a basis to charge the indicted ones. Right. Yeah. But the unindicted ones were the ones doing most of the damage. Right. And supposedly. that makes sense. The question immediately arises as to why this is the case and forces us to consider whether certain individuals are being protected from indictment because they were involved in 1-6 as undercover operatives or confidential informants for a federal agency. Which we had seen in some of the the protests all last summer. Yeah. We suspected there was police officers involved that were kind of ramping things up. Right. Says key segment from Tucker. He says... um, we know that the government is hiding the identity of many law enforcement officers that were present present at the Capitol on January 6th. Not just the one that killed Ashi Babbitt, uh, Ashley Babbitt. Sorry, I can't read today. According to the government's own court filing, those law enforcement officers participated in the riot, sometimes in violent ways. We know that because, without fail, the government has thrown the book at most people who were present at the present at the Capitol on January 6th. There was nas- nationwide dragnet to find them. So remember when they went through all these great measures like mm-hmm. tapping hotels, tapping airlines, yeah. tapping bus agencies to find these yeah, billboards all over town being like, hey, if you know anybody who did this, please right. report them. Says many still are in solitary confinement tonight, but strangely, some of the key people who participated have not been charged. Look at the documents. The government calls those people unindicted co-conspirators. What does that mean? Well, it means that in potentially every case, they were FBI operatives in the Capitol on January 6th. So it's saying this dragnet to bring in all these people, Mm -hmm. but then there's documents that talk about these unindicted co-conspirators. So they know who these people are, but they're not indicted, but they're co-conspirators. Right. But they're not indicted. And right. They know. So they won't be, yeah. It's saying that they're probably being protected. That makes sense. For example, one of the unindicted co-conspirators, they're going to say that a billion times. Just say UCC. UCC. So UCC. I can trip over it every yes. time. <laughs> Is someone government documents identify only as person two. According to those documents, person two stayed in the same hotel as a man called Thomas Caldwell. So they're giving right. all these key names. But certain ones, they're only calling person two. Mm-hmm. They know where he stayed, right. which means they know who he is. They, right, exactly. But they're not saying who he is. Yeah, that's crazy. So person two stayed in the same hotel room as a man called Thomas Caldwell, an insurrectionist, a man alleged to be a member of the group The Oath Keepers. Person two also stormed the barricades at the Capitol on January 6th alongside Thomas Caldwell. The government's indictments further indicate that Caldwell, who, by the way, is a 65-year-old man, uh, was led to believe there would be a quick reaction force also participating on January 6th. Interesting. Very. So the 65-year-old man was led to believe that there was going to be mm-hmm. this Something. QRF. Yeah. Interesting. The quick reaction force, Caldwell was told, would be led by someone called Person 3, hmm. who had a hotel room and accomplished with them. But wait, here's the missing thing. Person 2 and Person 3 were organizers of the riot. So not only are these people spreading this information right. to people like Caldwell, but they also were organizers, and they're not telling their names. The government knows who they are, but the government has not charged them. Why is that? You know why. They were most almost certainly working for the FBI. 
So FBI operatives were organizing the attack on the Capitol on January 6th, according to government documents. And those two are not alone. In all, Revolver News reported there are upwards of 20 unindicted co-conspirators in the Oath, mm. Oath Keepers. So 20 of these people in the Oath Keepers indictments, all playing various roles in the conspiracy, who have not been charged for virtually the exact same activities, and in some cases, much, much more severe activities, as those named alongside them in the indictments. Hmm. So I can't get into all of this, and we're not going to watch Tucker Carlson's videos. What do you think? It's scary as hell, actually, um, because here they are, you know, Biden's out there saying that this is the, the greatest attack on dem- democracy since the Civil War, mm-hmm. and it looks like the government was responsible. I don't know if you rem- you remember this. I don't know if we talked about this, but we had predicted that there was going to be a sort of coup on the yeah, White House before the end of the yeah. before Trump left office. Mm-hmm. It almost seems like there was an internal coup here. Right. Well, yeah, that was sparked by government operatives. Right. And we're led to believe that it was all these crazy Trump supporters. Yep. And I mean, we had all speculated that there was. Members of the other side that are just riling things up right. and getting things going, or there's like actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Never even really crossed my mind that it could possibly potentially be federal agents right. that were organizing well, this. I thing. mean, it would make sense. They would have, you know, a, a potential um, armed force of what, like, how many people did they say were there? I think they said yeah. there was over a hundred thousand people that were yeah. there, and it only takes a few. You mm-hmm. see, like. I mean, look at the movie Lion King, the stampede that was right. started by, like, three of the hyenas. Right, I mean, stampedes yeah. happen like that. Yeah. Like, it doesn't take much to get a bunch of people mm-hmm. moving. Yeah. You get, like, a handful, right. 20 people. And and when you have police officers that were standing aside letting people through, right, Right. the doors just opened up, they said. The barricades just sprung open. Yeah. Yeah, right? so. And then when you got people leading saying, hey, let's go. This is it. It's time to do this. Right. You know, I mean, people are like, oh, shit. It's, yeah. We're, we're going to change our government now. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. I I, I mean, it, it. I don't even have words for this. Yeah. I mean, if this I mean, the ramifications actually is the is thing. Huge. Yeah. I mean, what happens if this comes out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. What, will it come out, though? I, I don't know. They're already uh, pushing back against this story, saying it's just conspiracy theory and stuff. So, of course. I mean, this won't, won't be much of anything. It won't yeah. get past... Tucker Zero Carlson hedge. or Zero Hedge or yeah. people like that. So but you would think Tucker Carlson's talking about it, but you know, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just Fox Fox News kooks, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously Trump supporters that are are still sore losers, and that's but right. whether or not you supported Trump or not, this should bother you. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That your government is is doing stuff like this. Yeah, and, and part of potentially part of their war game scenario right. that they planned out yeah. to get Trump out of office? Probably. Yeah. But I mean, it, it takes, you look at this and it takes other things like, you know, the Las Vegas shooter, um, you know, things people have said about like Sandy Hook or not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what people have said about it. Yeah. And it makes you think, right? Yeah. yeah. What's the, what is the government willing to do to push its agenda? Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, or not even the government, but just like actors within small elements. Right. Like what that one group wasn't even part of the government. He was just a yeah. marketing guy that 
you know, that that formulated that whole scheme. Yeah. To win the election, the yeah. whole stolen election, right. or right. I, I don't remember what you called it. That I mean, we're not necessarily saying stolen election, but the f- fully manipulated right. election. Yeah, manipulated to make sure democracy worked the way it was supposed yeah. to. Yeah, down to um, the January sixth stuff, where supposedly it was their plan yeah. to not do anything and just let this whole right. thing because they knew who Trump happen. was. They knew yep. he would self destruct, and yep. his followers would just follow suit. But if you get 20 key guys that mm-hmm. find what 100 or 120 um, yep. of the most, because I mean, yeah, there were well, crazy but, Trump supporters. But they there. were called in the article. It says that they they were oath keepers, right? Yeah, which means they infiltrated the group prior to January 6th. Yeah, which they, means how long were they undercover? Yeah, so they infiltrated like this um, kind of really crazy group or more yeah. activist group, um, more willing to like get yeah. shit done type group. But the these um, were not Biden people. No. These were people acting outside of that yeah. to push these guys to do this. Yeah, so it makes you wonder how deep that goes. Right. But like I said, was saying, you rile up the the loudest of the Trump supporters or the, the Oath Keeper type group, and those 100 or so people start making a bunch of noise, and then they drag in a few hundred more, and then that makes the whole 100,000 of them look like bad eggs, which Absolutely. is what exactly what happened. Yep. Because we know from people that were personally there yeah that the majority of it was pretty peaceful right and yeah. nothing really was going on yeah. and then all of a sudden yeah and then they, they go and they they have to close down parlor they have to start doing a purge across social media oh yeah i mean it, i mean the dominoes started dropping after oh, that. immediately so in a row like right right away yeah. well we had seen certain videos of remember the black suvs that rolled up yep. and then things started getting crazy after yeah I don't know. This this could go really deep. I'm yeah. going to Are you probably keep that dig- article. What's that? Post that zero hedge chart. I I'll, I'll post it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's move. I got one more story talking about. <laughs> um, I don't know what what would you call this patriotism? Um, I would call it um, idiocy. <laughs> so the the world renowned famous singer Macy Gray. Which I don't even know who the fuck that is. She had one hit back in ninety five. What was the hit? I don't even know what the name that is. Must you, be you good. want me to pull it up? I, yeah, let right. me know. Right. Singer Macy Gray says the American flag or America should get a new flag with a new proposed design. And this the reason why I connected put this one after January sixth is because she directly ties Of course. The the problems with the American flag today to the January sixth events. Because they were white supremacist and everything that's wrong. And they, they carried American flags. Yeah. <laughs> so this is from Outsider. It says, Singer-songwriter Macy Gray said the United States should redesign its tattered flag in an order to better reflect its citizens. What are we not reflecting? We're reflecting the 50 states, which is all the citizens, yeah. and the 13 colonies. And maybe that's her thing. Well, that's colonization. Right. That's, yeah. I mean, all here, founded under... Here, this is this is... Oh, you're going to play it for me. You're going to play me an ad. Freaking commercial. Hold on. (sighs) The Grammy Award winner described the flag as tattered, dated, and divisive. Go ahead. You got it? Hold on. on. Damn it. Target. Target. All right, here we go. Sounds like a 50s Disney song. What's the name of the song? I try. Never heard it. I might have heard it. It sounds familiar. It sounds like every 90s song, though. 
Yeah, it sounds like absolutely every like R and B ninety song. Yeah. I think she was in a, a TV show or a movie, like a bit part, and and that. But that was it. That yeah. was it. So I mean, she has a voice. The Grammy Award winner described the flag as tattered, dated, and divisive, and incorrect. 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 Wow. How so? And she submitted a redesign. I want to see her redesign. I do too. Does it have her? It doesn't like... show it. But she's wearing an American flag on her coat here. Maybe that's is, her redesign. Which is interesting. That <laughs> <Yeah>, is. <laughs> Macy Gray proposed. All this in an op-ed for the financial site MarketWatch.com. She penned the column to commemorate Juneteenth. President Joe Biden signed a bill Thursday, which we forgot to mention, making Juneteenth a federal holiday, which is fine. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm fine I'm with, with that. Yeah, that's good. The United States hasn't changed the flag since Hawaii was admitted as the 50th state in 1959. Eight months earlier, the U.S. included Alaska as number 49. So it hasn't changed it. How because pissed off have... would you be if you changed the flag to have 49 states and then they, like six months later, they do Hawaii? And you're Son like, of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Well, just think about, they had to add a 50th state, because just think about how off the Rose of Stars would yeah, have been with 49. True. Yeah, right. There's like one row with... Yeah, that's probably the only reason why they let Hawaii yes. in. There's, there's, and there's four rows of 10, and then one row of nine, and it's just like driving OCD people nuts. <laughs> we we got to get another state here. What about, what about Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> it says, Macy Gray wrote that the insurrection or stormers, as she called them, who invaded the Capitol on January 6th, tainted the American flag. So that's why I connected this, put this after uh, the, the whole FBI January 6th thing, because now, because of this whole insurgency, the flag has been tainted. I mean... I, I don't have words. Uh, how, how did they taint it? What did they do with it? She said they switched it out with the Confederate battle flag. So wouldn't they... Well, it basically, <laughs> it sounds like they're using the American flag as they used to use the Confederate oh, battle flag. So now it. that's become okay. the symbol of okay. the racist scourge. Gotcha. President Biden, M Madam Harris, and members of Congress, the American flag has been hijacked as a code for a specific belief. God bless those believers. They can have it. Like the Confederate flag, it is tattered dated, divisive, and incorrect. It no longer represents democracy and freedom. It no longer re represents all of us. It's not fair to be forced to honor it. It's time for a new flag. MarketWatch tweeted an image of Gray's suggestion uh, replacement. In opinion, 62 years later in 2021, we have changed, and it's time for a reset. Here's the flag. It's the same goddamn flag. There's just different colored sign or stars. Oh, There's black, brown, and white, and peach it, colored. Does she stars. even know what the stars stand for? Why they're white? No, she doesn't. That's why. Sixty-two years later, in 2021, we have changed, and it's time for a reset and a transformation. One that represents all states and all of us. Writes Macy Gray. That's not even creative. <laughs> That's the same flag, just different. Like, you took a American flag in a coloring book. Well, oh, there's there's things in the background of the stripes it looks like oh. too, but I can't really I make out say, what it she, is. So she took a color by number flag and she screwed it up. Changed the colors. Macy Gray said the country is great but not pure. Americans know well. Nothing's pure, and no country is. Americans know that the 13 alternating red and white stripes represent the 13 original colonies, and each star on the blue background is a state. 
As the country grew since the flag was first adopted in 77, the stripes remained the same, but the blue portion of the flag with the stars has evolved. Coincidentally, the country celebrated Flag Day last Monday. There will be a new design when slash if the United States adds another state, obviously. obviously. Currently, there are lobbying efforts for both D.C. and Puerto Rico. Macy Gray questioned the use of white in the flag. She wrote, Smithsonian documents that the white stripes represent purity and innocence. She added, America is great, it's beautiful, pure it ain't, it is broken and in pieces. So we can't have purity in our flag anymore because we're not a pure country. What if the stripes were off-white, she questioned. What if the stars were the colors of all of us, your skin tone and mine, like the melanin scale? The blue square represents vigilance and perseverance, and the red stripes stand for valor. America is all of those things, Gray wrote. Macy Gray, 53, is known for her rapsy raspy, unique voice. Her biggest success came in the 1990s and early 2000s. Her single, I Try, the one, only one you could find, won her Grammy for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Don't... No, I, I don't give two shits about her sing- no. This is stupid. Yeah. Like, it pains me to even talk about this because of how stupid of a suggestion this is. Yeah. But, as we all know, we like to point out the stupidity... Right. Of certain sides of this. Yes. And the fact that January 6th tainted our flag, because obviously it was the worst thing since the Absolutely. Civil War. Right. Total attack on democracy. Yeah. Well, so we have to change this flag and redesign it <coughs> to basically be the same thing, just different colors. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I thought it was going to be something more bizarre, <laughs> and I was actually excited to see it. And then right. I saw the flag. That is just different. Colors. It's just the same freaking flag. Yeah, it's dumb. I don't know. Like, yeah. Do you think we should change it to have the brown no, and black because and white and because beige? the the flag is supposed to be an ideal, right? American ideals. The country is not the ideals, but it's what it strives to be. Yeah. Well, so no, it's not perfect. But well, that's what she's saying is the white stars are supposed to represent per- all of us. like purity. Right. But our country's not pure because of January 6th. Right. Well, we're tainted. Yeah, because January 6th is the one reason why we've been tainted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's the one one thing that we should be concerned about. That's the the one I'm least concerned about. I mean, this <laughs> Well, except for the FBI thing now because that really bothers bothers me. I mean, you have these like eloquent country flags of other countries that just like are like Right? Their seals, their state seals, and then you look at this, and it literally looks like something out of a child's coloring book. It does. It looks like something that a kid colored. I would be embarrassed. (laughs) Me too. At the Olympics, when they when we get like silver medal and they go to or gold medal and they go to play our national anthem and they raise this thing up and it looks like a kid scribbled it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in the background of it here. Do you see this from where you're sitting? I, I can't. I can't see that. But it it some kind of design in the background of the red stripes, but it just looks, from far away, it looks like uh, scribbles. Yeah. No, it looks I, like yeah. crayon scribbles. Okay, I kind of <laughs> see something in there, but yeah, yeah I, I can't make it out. I don't know. So, uh, the world we live in, the country we live in, Yes. like, the reason why the country is going to go to shit is because of this. Yeah. Because we focus on the fact that there's white stars on our flag. Right. And we don't focus on the fact that potentially the FBI infiltrated the White House. Right. Yeah. 
and we saw that as a threat to yeah. democracy because of people, not because yeah. of our own federal and government. Potentially, the government uh, really played up COVID so that they could get Trump out of the office. Yeah. Um, I don't know, get people to comply. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, there, there's so many shady things going on. Again, January 6th, with the exception of the FBI being involved, really did not bother me whatsoever. Right. I mean, it really did not. I, the Some of the, the protests through last summer bothered me more. The, the Chad thing bothered me more yeah. than January 6th. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. what. Do, I guess my question is, if they do change the flag to this design... Do athletes still kneel? They probably, they probably. I mean, will. this is an inclusive. This yeah. is inclusive for everyone right, right. with the brown and black and beige stars. Yeah. Do they still still kneel to that flag or what? I mean, I, I guess it depends. Where on does the that? Uh, I, I would say they probably def- will not. Does that deflate their uh, protest? And they're like, damn it! What are we supposed to do now to right. keep keep ourselves on the headlines if right. we can't kneel to? It's not like we can kneel to Macy Gray's. <laughs> beige flag right maybe if they rewrote the national anthem to reflect our impurity oh god then 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 maybe they could stand for it i i don't know i i got no more words for this the one thing that really i want to dig more into is the whole fbi probe i'm not going to dig more into this american flag thing because it's dumb i don't know this whole article needs lit on fire so um but i would keep an eye out Try to dig into this FBI yeah. infiltrating. I know they're gonna they're trying to cover it up as fast as this article oh, came out, making people like us who actually question it seem like yeah conspiracy theorists and stuff. So yeah. that that means you should be looking into it more. The absolutely. more they try to silence shit like that, the more you should be looking for it because exactly. there's a reason why they're trying to shut it up. Yeah. When when they come out, they're like, no, this is false information and it's only divisive. Those are the things that you should be looking into yeah. because. How much divisive information is out there that pe- they report on all the fucking time? Oh, yeah. right. But then you get something like this, like, oh, we can't talk about that yeah, right. because, um, what did they say um, at the World Economic Forum thing last year? Was that fake news is uh, like oh. a deadly, deadly cyber virus of its own yeah, or something right. like that? Yeah, yeah. That could cost lives and stuff. So when, when they're quick to cover these things up as mm-hmm. deadly information, it's only deadly because of what the masses will do exactly if, if they this find information comes out yeah. and they find that their government fucked them over right yeah so i am about out of things to talk about for today because my brain hurts no it's okay it's been a brain rattling session <laughs> it has again um people flying close to the flame here yeah. for whatever reason um we didn't even talk about that reporter that, oh, yeah, asked, that pushed Putin too asked far. Putin if he was yeah. a killer, and Putin just laughed at him. He's like, those are just American accusations, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And the guy kept going. He's yeah, like, like, you didn't answer the question. You didn't answer the question. Are you a killer? And he goes on to talk his yeah. way around it again. So then the reporter is like, well, what about this guy and this guy and this guy? And, and Putin's like, <laughs> I liked him. Yeah. I liked him a lot. And... I'm sorry he's not with us anymore. Yeah, never answer the question. And it's just like, dude, you are... Yeah, you know. You're really... Putin's going to be like, you know, uh, I wish you good health. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see where all this stuff goes. <clears throat> the Lena Khan stuff with the FTC interests me, too. So yeah. keep an eye out for that. Yeah. We're going to get out of here tomorrow. I forgot to say, tomorrow, Monday, we have special guests coming on. 
Matt Wright of Muddied Waters of Freedom podcast, which is Spike Cohen's podcast, who is the former Libertarian vice presidential candidate. We had him on. Yeah, we interviewed, interviewed him, him for our, our show back when he was running for the vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. Spike's co-host, Matt Wright, is coming on our show tomorrow to discuss. I'm gonna. I we're gonna have him um, make a case for libertarianism. Okay, because I, like it. I mean we are. <clears throat> I mean we we always say that we kind of lean towards libertarian ideas, but we're not yeah. like self-avowed libertarians. Right. So he's gonna make a case for libertarianism and kind of explain all that shit to us and uh he's gonna sell sell us on libertarianism okay. i think and okay. there's some other stuff going on in the world that um i wanted to pick his brain on so okay. that's tomorrow night 7 p.m central standard time that will be live matt wright of muddy waters podcast check out his podcast check out all the social media stuff he's a really interesting guy um otherwise we're gonna get out of here for today that sounds good let's go enjoy our father's day bill yeah. As the fathers that we are. Yes. Y'all have a great rest of your your Sunday here, and be back here for the live stream tomorrow. Don't miss it. Invite all your friends, because it's going to be a fun one. Absolutely. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Have a good week. And weekend. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back, because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and... Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Goulash Media, On the Run with Remzo W. Martinez Podcast, and Van Zot Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next time and let us continue to invade your ear holes and as always, never stop talking. <laughs>